Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Love and Race podcast. Yes, I'm John. I'm Ecclesia. Yeah. And we just want to thank y'all. Like, this is our, um, our, the end of our season. Yeah, we're heading towards the end. Yeah. And, uh, we're so we're, grateful. Yeah. We've been so overwhelmed by the response. What was like the, the first podcast was like top 100 in India or something crazy like that. We was like, what? It was actually top 100 in America. Actually. Oh. Mm-hmm. We're big time, guys. Anyways, thank so, y'all um, so much for listening. When people want to start paying us for this podcast, uh, hit us up at, uh, what's the email? Hey, you don't got to hit that email. Just hit that cash app, That's dollar true. sign Ecclesia. It's easy. <laughs> 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 hit me on that cash app. That's it. Quick straight, and easy. Straight, simple. No contract <laughs> necessary. Just give us a little bit of cash. Listen, um, Apple, hit us up. Apple. Spotify, Spotify somebody. Amazon. <laughs> somebody come talk to us anyway um yeah we're we're so we're seriously so grateful to um, for our friends all over the world listening to our podcast and um you know supporting love and race yes the love and race podcast is yeah it's beautiful to see what it's turned into from i remember the moment i saw the graphic yeah shouts out to our boy yeah Anthony, anthony to all of the yeah, the the episodes have just been wonderful recording yeah. them. And now we're heading towards the end of season 1, but you know what? Don't even worry about it because season 2 is Don't popping. Trip. Don't it's trip. coming. Don't okay? Trip. It's coming. Just just sit sit there be patient for a minute. Yeah. Let and us let us take care of some things. And we're excited to record season 2, so Super it's going to be really fun. Yeah, we're we're coming into a we're trying to we're trying to finalize a theme. We're finalizing a theme. Yes. We're finalizing a lot of things, but just know it's going to be legit. Mm-hmm. It's going to be legit. And you can send us some on that cash app if you want to. Yeah, dollar sign Ecclesia, easy. Hit me up. <laughs> Hit me up. All her um, money goes to me anyway. That's true. We Anyways, shall. let's get going on this episode. Yes, Today, yes. I want to talk about being misunderstood my as a god. black person my god on we today. want to talk about perceptions we want to talk about stereotypes um and we want to talk about um debunking all of these different myths about black people and um yeah and just kind of talk about our experiences with them yeah i think i think being misunderstood is so um 2020 right now for black people (laughs) i feel like i mean um you know i think i might have mentioned it in another podcast but um tobey what's his last name nwigwe and nwigwe uh he's a houston rapper he just got nominated for a grammy shouts out to him because he's incredible a bunch of grammys yeah a bunch of grammys my god and um and uh he was talking about it's a modern day civil rights movement that's being birthed and i was like i was just thinking i was like yeah like that's really what's happening right now and if you look at black people in that era they was hecka misunderstood like they didn't get it like people didn't understand what was happening and anytime i think anytime there's um a large quantity of change of change in the american society people just get they just feel all sorts of weird about it because it just changes not um, as much as it's, it's embraced by, I think, a lot of people, younger people nowadays. It's still not native to human society and human nature mm-hmm. to shift dramatically um, and, and to shift and not even to choose the shifting for yourself. But society does the shifting for you. And now you have to adjust to them. So I, I think being misunderstood is just what's happening right now. From put your political ideology, you know, out here, uh, Trump. Um, I know we don't talk about politics, but Trump just dropped a platinum plan that made that that those black people off because that's like, oh, like there's actually a presidential candidate actually is investing dollars, is saying that he wants to invest dollars into the black community, but like black people have weird relationships with Trump. Mm-hmm. Joe Biden's out here by rate uh, that's uh, Democratic uh, um, nominee. He's got an interesting relationship with black people, but then he hires, he brings on Kamala Harris, a black woman, 
black and Southeast uh, Asian uh, woman to run as a, alongside of him as VP. Black people are just like, if you, if you fall any level, any um, end of the political spectrum, you're going to be misunderstood. And then we got the Black Lives Matter movement, which is being birthed right now. Or I wouldn't even say be birthed, coming into its own right now. And if you're a Christian and you support Black Lives Matter, there's a bunch of white evangelicals that will look at you crazy. So I, I think we we have this thing where where do we we almost feel um, unless you do life with a certain group of people that really that you could really um, invest in and that in that uh, subscribe to the same ideology, you will feel spiritually, politically homeless right now because the reality is very complex to be a black person in America right now. Mm-hmm. True. Very, very complex. Yeah. And I think there are a lot of stereotypes about what black people believe and how we, oh how we do things and why we are the way we are. And I, I just hate that. <laughs> I hate that because <laughs> it's, we're more than I am more than a political affiliation. I mean, right. honestly, that's probably less than point negative five percent of who I am. Negative five. Like wow. that's literally very little of me. Yeah. And yet I have you know, I don't have to vote, but I choose to vote. Yeah. You know, um It's our responsibility. Yeah, that's debatable. But, it's um, it's our responsibility to at least steward our liberty as being an American citizen who has the ability to vote. You could steward it however you want to. Yeah, that's true. I have my my beefs. I know. You know, I have my <laughs> I have my beefs with with that. But yes, I agree. It's our it's our liberty. It's our to, liberty, one hundred percent, to be able to do that. There's um, a lot of American citizens out here who can't vote. That's true. That's true. We're we're privileged too. In fact, I have an uncle who's. 40 he's early in, in his 50s now he voted for the first time wow in this election that's amazing mm-hmm. that's amazing he's a felon most i would say most of his life so then he wouldn't most qualify adult life, yeah. adult, adult life yeah. to be able to to vote wow so this was his first time that's voting. incredible mm-hmm. yeah. very very cute too because he was very excited my granny told me shouts out to uncle Yes. I don't even know which one it is, but Yeah, I kept it that way. Amen. Amen, baby. I like it. I like it. But shouts out to you. I'm not putting his business out there, but yeah, don't put his business out there. Um, all that to say, yeah, I just think that there's so much assumption about what a black person is or what we believe. I mean, I think if you're black to a lot of white people, you're assumed to be democratic and mm. it's like Yeah, no. Um <laughs> Honestly, I think most black people are true third party. Yeah. If there was such a thing as like a third party that has some power. Yeah. That's probably what we would be. Yeah. I think I don't think um, the complexity of the black American Mm -hmm. can fit inside of a political party. Right. And I, I mean, I don't especially know. the black millennial. Yes. I yeah. mean, the black millennial, we are a special kind oh of people. God. Okay. Shout outs to all you millennials oh out God. there because we are in a unique time period. We have grown up through a very <laughs> unique time period and we are a unique people. And I appreciate us for our forward thinking. We are not so rules based. No. We are very um what is the word we're just i think we're hungry for the real yes we're hungry for change we're hungry for authenticity and enjoyment like true enjoyment we're we're hungry for the lives that we want to live not what some society told us to live and so yeah we're we're it's a very unique time yeah i think especially a, a black church person yeah we are we would definitely fit inside of some type of third party if there was a third party to have power and i mean i think that's what that's why you hear um people like uh umar johnson and, and killer mike and people like that um and even i mean nah, i even don't mention her name but shouts out to you you know who you are miss uh candace oh yeah candace is she, is she she ain't no third party no but like she is 
uh, one thing I do respect about Candace Owens, because one thing I will say about her, even though I, I disagree with the way she goes about doing things and um, and I disrespect I dis I disagree with most of her uh, political stances and how she goes about expressing them. But I do respect the fact that she is making people think. How she's making people who, think? Who she? Who? Who thinking? <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of people are challenged by her. Who? I think most black people are challenged by her. Okay, uh, that's you know these are your opinions. So if that's the that's way true. you feel, you know, I, God bless. That's but true. I disagree. <laughs> That's true. It is my opinion. I think. I think she her argument and what I don't she think talks black about, people hear her. Sorry, I didn't mean. To I agree. I agree. I don't think. I don't think she speaks to Black America. Not only that, but I, I don't think, think if you're we, a black person who who has listened to her, mm-hmm. you walk away being challenged. Have you been challenged by her? Yeah, what? challenged not in a not in a healthy way. Like she's low key triggering. But like, if I'm able to substan- to take care of my emotional world enough to be like, actually like listen to her, I could be like, oh, I disagree. But you 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 definitely brought another thought into the conversation. Nah, really, not for me personally. I I feel that when I hear her, I hear somebody speaking truth in the wrong spirit, which makes it a lie. It makes it deceptive. Now. I hear you on that level. I think about the the big um, the big panel she was on, and she was she was talking about um, different thought leaders in Black political ideology, and I was like, yeah, like a lot of those people are really really interesting, and I'm I'm like, oh, like I don't hear your traditional I don't hear traditional Black thought mentioning these authors, and I'm like, I respect that. Like I respect the fact that you that you have some other people speaking into you and you're putting me on game to these people. Now I do, I do the research to look them up. Maybe, maybe not, but like, I respect that you are, you are pushing the boundaries of what black can be. God bless. (laughs) (laughs) You just disagree. Nope. I'm sorry. You ain't getting it out of me. No, no, no. (laughs) I, I stand where I stand on that. Nope. <laughs> if you want to know where I stand with Candace Owens, it's a no for me, dog. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> now, it's a no. Like, hear me out. I all I have respect for every human being. So yeah. I respect her as a human, especially being. every black person. I respect her as a woman. Yeah. I respect all that. God bless her. Yeah. May she prosper in all her ways. Yes. When it comes to issues of race. Everything that comes out of her mouth is toxic. Oh, no. I'm not talking about race. I'm talking about politically. Oh, look. You know me. I ain't talking about politics. Yeah, I agree. So now when her, she... Her so, stance is around that, that racism is fake, that there's no such thing as, as a white privilege. I'm like, false. Like, you 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 don't know history. Not only that, you use... Uh, the statistics that she used yeah, are false. all like, ma'am, you pulled this out your butt. Oh, and nah, it's a no for me. So because of that, I can't even hear like I can't get yeah. past that to hear hear her politically. You know, I respect any woman who blazes a trail. And yes. I do feel like she she has blazed a trail yes. by by doing something different. Yes. God bless on that. That's not you know, I would never want someone I know to that have to feel yeah. that they need to blaze that kind of trail. Yeah. But it's hard to be a woman, let alone a black woman, blazing a trail in the kind of spaces that she is in. So God bless her on that journey. But I'm not going to I I can't stand for her because of the 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 degradation that she aims at our people, her and mine. Yes. The way she uses uh, statistics to discredit and just degrade black people i I can't i'm not here for Mm. so i i I humbly say like god bless but no 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 Mm -mm. yeah i hear you i think definitely the conversation around race she she's not a source that you could that's that's reliable i think in the the few times i've heard her Mm -hmm. when she's not talking about specifically race i'm like hmm you're making me think politically. 
and mm-hmm. and I can respect that. But yeah, her her conversation around race. I mean, the fact that she thinks that racism isn't the thing, and she's a black woman who's endured racism, who sued, who's who and won and won. So it's like, fam, like that's a force. We we know we we know your history. Your history's on Wikipedia. Right. So praise America God. is literally birthed out of racism. Like oh we God. literally are founded on. Like they might my as well God. have put that in the Constitution. My God. No, that's, that's just real. It. That's honest. That's real. That's a hundred percent. So that's for true. me, I'm like, no, you're not gonna, you're not going to. I can't allow that sort of voice to, like, I can't stand with that. Right. You know, because it's dishonoring, yeah. honestly. Yeah, yeah. And that doesn't mean, you know, I agree. There are things. There are a lot of things in the black community that need work. Oh yes. Yeah, we. There are a lot of things in the white community. There are a lot of things in America. In America. But as far as the black community goes, there are a lot of things that we need work on. Yeah. But don't don't you dare don't you dare throw stones at the very people who have endured what they've endured yeah. in this country. So yeah. that's how I feel about that. Yeah, especially as a person who's come from that community. Yeah, you can't I can't I can't really rock with that ideas. Yeah. Um, but even that, like you like you touched on something there, like the factual statements of America's history. Mm-hmm. Like we talked about it in uh, in our podcast, Black Lives Aren't Political. Yep. And also um another one. I can't remember the name. <laughs> what compassion is a superpower? Nah, it was um I think it was second or third one. Anyways, what's anyway, the point? But we kinda touched on like critical race theory. Oh, okay. And critical race theory is now being outlawed by the United States of America <laughs> presidential office as something that shouldn't be taught in the corporate environment because it teaches people to hate america (laughs) which is crazy because it's like that's that's like what we're talking about being misunderstood like when we when we pull up the legitimate history of racism that has come through this nation that's come from this nation and out of this nation onto specifically black bodies right indigenous bodies latino bodies Mm -hmm. asian bodies and we talk about it openly that's now rhetoric that hates America. It's like, no, that's just called the history. facts are the facts. Yeah. Right. But that's like, that's where like we getting back to like black people being misunderstood. Right. Cause when I tell you that I've been abused, mm-hmm. I am now a victim. Mm-hmm. But now you tell me I have a mentality of victimhood mm-hmm. when instead of me just having the experience of being victimized. Mm-hmm. And then you and then you put that over a whole people. Right. Over generations after generation after generation. Right. Yeah. So it's like, fam, you just you haven't even done the research to try to get to know me, to know where I stand. My, 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 my. But you but yeah. you classified me in the category um, because of an experience. Now, let's talk about this. The narrative of the black person and the history of that. The perceived narrative. This is the narrative. This is the narrative that America has perpetuated through media um, and other sources. I think in government, it's been perpetuated. I think in every area, it's it's evolved. Mm -hmm. In 2020, it's looking it's looking like Black Lives Matter. Mm hmm. You know, that's mm-hmm. the new that's the narrative now of violence, mm-hmm. perceived violence. Mm-hmm. When we now know studies Anger. are showing that actually Black Lives Matter protests are some of the most peaceful ones. Very interesting. Very. But the narrative, this is the key. Yes. So I think it started with black people not being considered human. Yeah. You want to go back? Yes. Start start at the root. Let's start at the beginning. 1619. 1619 when the first slave ships rolled up on the shores that Americans they weren't Americans they at that time. They weren't even Americans at that time. That the Europeans, the colonizers, <laughs> the colonizers. Wakanda. Um, the land that they had stolen. Stolen. From the beautiful indigenous people. Mm, bless them. And at that time, there were actually, from what I've read, there mm-hmm. were actually blacks who were here. Yeah. Um, who had come over yeah. with the Europeans yeah. and they were, you know, intelligent. Mm-hmm. 
And before the Europeans, I've heard. Incredible people. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. I've heard yeah, that, yeah, too. Yeah. The Africans, because of their wealth, they were able to travel to the Americas before Christopher Columbus, before anything else. And they were just here and they were settling here and making peace with the Euro- with the indigenous people. And they were just living life. Just they chilling. Just, just dipped out from Africa. Yeah. So from there, I don't know who, who sat up and, and caught a plan. <laughs> I don't know. Whoever that is, God bless them. Have mercy on their souls. Mm. But somebody, somebody's probably came up with this plan to basically make white people supreme. And perhaps this came from Britain, this ideology. Yeah. Um, Yeah, More than likely. Yeah, for sure. The the ideology that the white man is superior Mm. and is a superior race and you know, the the need to preserve that race. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Um and then, you know, at that time in the in the world, slavery was happening. Yeah. You know, that was a part of the culture of the world. Super normal. It was a very normal thing. Mm-hmm. Though we do have to make a distinction. There was a lot of the slavery that's happened in the world has been like indentured uh, servanthood, servanthood. Yeah, where you could basically buy your way into freedom work your way into freedom you worked your way into freedom yes, which is different than what we have traditionally in america around right. africans and it was more you were a man or a woman yeah you know you had you had uh rights yeah um and you weren't abused right usually. it was it was very similar to like you something happened to you and now you are in this state Mm-hmm. You can get out of this state, but this is the state that you're in right now. So work your butt off to get out of it. It it reminds me of the prison system. That's what I was thinking too. Very I wasn't going to say that, but yeah, I, I feel like it's very similar to that. Very similar to the prison system that we currently operate in yeah, right now. In America. In America. Since so we got people from all over the world listening to us. Yeah. Okay, babe. We were a while. Flex on them then. Flex. Uh, yeah. So, so with that being said, the this narrative that the black person was not human mm. began something it began something that we still feel today yeah. um it began this idea that black people are not as intelligent mm-hmm. i've even read in books similar to monkeys yes. um and that the treatment of black people doesn't really matter yeah because they're not human yeah even the idea that we don't feel pain the same way. Right. You know? Which has still still lingers in the health. Oh, yes. You know, yeah. black women yeah. are dying at crazy yeah. rates at compared childbirth. to white women. Even with great education yeah. and access and all of that things, yeah. black women are dying at higher rates. Remarkably higher rates, not just like two percent more. No, a lot. High like, rates. It's like three times as much as some crazy. It's like, like three that. times as yeah, much, something like that. Insane. Don't quote us, but it's something like that. Do your research. And the reason I would say is going to be complex, but one of the main reasons is the belief that black women can handle more. Yes. You know, yes. so as a doctor, you don't actually believe the black woman when she says, I'm feeling this or I'm in this sort of pain or I'm da 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 da. And so the black woman is not advocated for in the same way that others are, um, which is a very sad reality that we're still living in. And that's proven Mm -hmm. through through research and facts. But yeah, like this idea, this this narrative that was created way back in the 1600s. It is so interesting that it still lingers today. Right. I mean, that's that's the thing I think most people don't get when you when you refuse to turn away from a mentality. Mm-hmm. That mentality persists. Mm-hmm. Just period. Mm-hmm. You know, you could talk about it any any part of your life, any part of any other's body's life. If you think that you're dumb, you could walk around with a college degree and still think that you're dumb. Right, because of the mentality. Because the mentality mm-hmm. hasn't actually. Now, if we get into to the spiritual aspect aspect of it, there will be a word called repentance. Yeah, 
And that's something that we haven't done in this nation around race. We haven't right. repented. We haven't actually changed our mind. We yeah. put policies in place. We've moved forward. We've progressed. But mm -hmm. we've never made a decision to say, no, that was bad. We aren't going to do that. Right. There's never been that moment. There's never even been really an apology officially in America mm -hmm. towards black, indigenous, Asian, Latino people in this nation mm -hmm. that for racism, for crimes against humanity, for oppression, hmm. we are still operating in the same mental uh, mindset as those precious settlers in 1619 are in America. That's that's yeah. the reality. That's the spiritual and mental mindset reality that we still operate in in America. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It don't matter that I could vote. I'm still filling the blank. Start yeah. with an N. I, right. I thought about the, the, I was just thinking about today, LeBron James. Shouts out to you. Best basketball player on the planet right now. Um, world champion, Los Angeles Lakers. We, we all know. We seen. 17 championships, Los, Los Angeles Lakers. I'm a Laker fan, so shouts out to you, LeBron. If you want to come on the podcast, DM me. <laughs> Since we were a Y, we were a Y. Let me be were a Y. Anyway, I'm thinking about him ultra successful. Ultra uh you can't you can't touch LeBron. Like I, I mean look, loves his family. Loves his respectable. family. Respectable. What he's doing with the I promise school. I mean a champion. Just a, you a Olympian coming out of high school just just has been a model of what success can look like in athletics. You can't right. touch him. You can't touch him. And then uh, I can't remember the year. I, I should have did the research, but I'm just thinking about it now. The brother was in the finals. Mm -hmm. He had a home in L.A. in Brentwood, I believe. And somebody during the finals wrote the N word in big bold letters on the front gate of his of his uh, his mansion in mm -hmm. Los Angeles. Yeah. Before he moved there as a Laker. And and he he even said he was like, this just goes to show as a black man in America, it don't matter how much money you make, how successful you are in your career, you are still a fill in the blank. Mm. And that's, that is, that's that 1619 mentality. Hmm. Still less than. Still less than. I don't care if you vote. I don't care if you make more money than me. I don't care if you could do this. I don't care if you could do that. You're still a fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. and that's the that's the that's still the world that black people live in mm -hmm. not because we are less than but because the narrative but because the narrative still persists unrepentant mindsets of white people 100 percent, and people in power in this nation i.e now i don't want to harp on our president shouts um, out to four five bless you 45 um but this is what's problematic about the mm. statement that was said about the critical race theory about not wanting to teach 1619 in schools because My it's going to create American hate. No, it's going to create, it's going to create truth mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's going to mm. give the people the option to choose how they want to continue. Yes. Which is what should have been being done since forever, forever. But it hasn't been. But this is what's problematic about that statement and, and that those feelings. In my opinion, that whole statement is an attempt to protect white supremacy within American culture. Yeah. And, you know, in my opinion, white supremacy is coming down. Coming down. It's only literally you're on a clock. You've mm. been you've been alive and well for hundreds of years. But God's after you. Mm. <laughs> and just like Goliath hit that ground, Whoa. white supremacy is gonna. I'm telling you, it's 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 shot to hell. So mm. if you are perpetuating that, that's not going to stand. No, that's really not going to stand. No. And I want to even shout out millennials because millennials are finding out more about this country. Yes, we're doing the work. We're learning. We're yeah. reading of all shapes. Colors, of all creeds. shapes, colors, creeds, and figuring out on our own, not waiting on. Nope. Let me tell you, if you have children, don't wait on no curriculum. No, nah, just start it now. 
don't wait on no curriculum to educate your children nope. about this country. Because if you wait on America to educate your kids on this country, mm. please, they're going to tell you Christmas. What's his name? Christopher Columbus. Christopher Columbus. Shout I almost called this Christus. <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell you, Christopher Columbus was not the first person to reach America. So let's or discover America. How, or how discover, discover how you how you go discover a whole nation with people who are inhabiting and say you discovered it. That oh. now that's some white supremacy. Like think about that. Think about that. What what kind of pride you gotta have to say to walk up that's just like somebody walk in this house and say they discovered a place. <laughs> no, you didn't discover a place. You didn't discover nothing. Listen, I'm what? I'm here for them today. Like, no. <laughs> don't let don't let them tell your child that Christopher Columbus discovered America. You educate your children on the indigenous people and yes. you let them know that Christopher Columbus came here and murdered a whole mm. slewed a whole group of people that till this day they have not recovered no. from the damage mm. that was done to their tribes and mm. their people mm. and now we all living here like this our land stolen so stolen if we want to be americans like if i'm gonna be american i want to be american on my truth yeah exactly i don't want to be american on no bs Exactly. I don't want to be American on no, we're the perfect country and we're amazing. No, you're lying. You're no. lying to yourself. No. No. Keep it one hundred. Yeah. Or don't don't talk. And that's the thing. I don't I don't get that. And I, I mean not to again brag on or, or come at four or five, um, Mr. Donald Trump, President Donald Trump. But like I'm I'm sorry, I thought I came up in the nineties and, and didn't we say knowledge is power? When you educate a person and you give them the actual facts, is that not empowerment? So, so, and I, I mean, like I said, this is not a, a diss to, to Mr. President, but withholding information does not empower people. It actually robs some people. So why, why would that be okay to, to, to withhold the history that is, that is also laid bare you can find, go find it. There's plenty of books about it, but to not teach it on a um, at a higher level of education, you're lying. Now that's what you're doing. You're lying. Why you always lying? Why you always lying? Oh my gosh! Oh, you can hide it. I'm just saying, you're lying. Lying. Don't. And I just I think it's time out for that. Like, yeah, it, for me personally, I don't have a stomach like when Christopher Columbus, whatever <laughs> his name is, when his day came, I was like, y'all got a whole day for this man. But, you know, they, they just uh, it just uh, they changed it to indigenous people. Day. Who changed it? I don't know who, but but it's people, also I think some people day. I think some people on social media said we taking the day back. <laughs> That's what happened. I but don't know. I the American it. government uh, while we were off that day Columbus was still day. Columbus Day. Oh my God. Which America repent. Repent. The I'm kingdom saying. of heaven is at hand. Repent. Yeah. So anyway. I can't I can't I can't uphold anybody who killed a bunch of people. Right. And and called him a hero. Unless they were defending people, but they weren't defending nothing. They was they was taking over a land and almost genociding the people. But you know why they celebrate him? Because he was the he was a sign or establishment of America, of the new world, which is their which was the dream the, at that time. Which I, is agreed. The, the the fact that we our country is literally built on we wanted we wanted our own land we wanted our own freedom all of that is great yes it's beautiful but when you do it by ravaging mm. a whole side of the world mm. now if you want to be proud of that that's your business mm. that is your business but as for me that's a sh- that's in my opinion a shame of yeah. our american history that's true that's true. And yes, we're it's just like slavery. At the end of the day, 
for hundreds of years you torture the people. Yeah. And your economy is built on that. Built on that. We would not be the America that we are today without slavery. Mm-mm. Without the forced mm. will of my grand, great, 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 great grand, um, without their labor being utilized. Mm. So for me, when I say American, yeah. I include that. And that's still not, I will never be proud of that. No. I will never be proud that that's the type of people that we were. Right. That that's the type of country that we were, that we didn't value lives. And yet here we are in 2020 with the same problem, still trying to figure out how to value lives. And it's still a controversial statement. Black lives matter. It's still a problem. Think about that, y'all. Like 1619, 400 years later, we're still having a substantial, meaningful controversial conversation around the validity of black life right that's crazy that that shows you a mindset right i brought you here not a human i don't care what i did for you you're still not a human your life still doesn't matter right yeah and there's many people there's many many beautiful people in the in the beautiful evangelical church that we are a part of mm-hmm. that would that would that couldn't put those three words together in a sentence because it it doesn't sit right with them hmm. black lives matter hmm. now they want to they want to attach it to organization and trans people and mm-hmm. this and that and marxism and this and that no 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 those three words hmm. they just don't sit right they don't sit right hmm. but that's because of unrepentant mindset a hundred percent and it's crazy how it's evolved yeah. how it how it moves and it transforms and it gets smaller and then get blows up and gets bigger like this thing is crazy yeah it's, it's a devil crazy oh yeah I mean, oh, let's oh, just call oh, it what oh, it is. Oh, it's I, a devil for sure. I mean, you know, we out here as a Christian podcast. Let's just call it what it is. It's a devil. It's a principality. Yeah, it's definitely a, ter- a terrible thing that we need to get rid of. Like it's it's it needs to end. Right, and and this is the thing. This is the beauty. When we saw people out there in June, July, in the summer of of twenty twenty, mm-hmm. people from all color creeds political affiliations gender all of it uh sexual orientation walking marching Mm -hmm. standing in the streets saying we don't want this Mm -hmm. that's power for sure and and if you intentionally brutalize the people and brutalize and and um a stole and enthroned the ideology you need to be just as intentional to tear that ideology down hmm. and what we saw this summer mm-hmm. was the birth of people who will tear down that ideology 100 percent. and There's so and, much hope for that and now that that get those people 20 more years those are your politicians those are your lawyers those are your, those are your city council people those are your your parents those are your voters those are the you know the people with the good house on the corner those are those people and when those people have the ruling power and the ruling voice guess what this ideology is toppling like my wife said like goliath oh and guess 100%. what we're gonna cut that thing's head off white supremacy we're gonna cut that thing's heads off and we're gonna keep that sword and that's gonna be the weapon that we run with for the rest for the next 400 years of american history amen facts i know we're supposed to talk about misunderstood but we just something else came up out of us so uh we're gonna get there because i want to talk about the criminalization of black people how we we evolved from we went from being not human to three-fifths to then you made us a human yeah you made us human, but criminal. Well, this is a crazy thing. You, you missed a step, though, because you were allowed to vote. I mean, you were allowed to to fight in the army. Right. But then you weren't allowed to vote. Right. 
which is crazy. Yeah. You as human, you human for as much as we you can use you. If you usable, we'll use you, but you ain't don't think you can vote like oh you got a God. voice in this country cuz that that's not happening. You could serve the country that you can't actually like have mm-hmm. a voice in. Like what is that? Right. How is that possible? It's America for you. <laughs> but um yeah, I want to talk about that because I think in the in the 80s we saw the 70s and 80s we saw a huge move to criminalize black people yes yes Um, super predators we became super predators Uh uh-huh and not just you biden and trump for both both of y'all was using that narrative right let's talk about it listen both of your hands is dirty clean them hands off listen amen clean clean them hands off wash your hands ponches babe <laughs> i'm just gonna go there let's be honest <laughs> can't they both they both used it oh they did a hundred percent the thing is if you were white in america i'm just saying if especially if you were a white man in america in that time <laughs> a white man in power in america true a white man in power but even if you didn't have no power true. you had power because you yes. felt you get what I'm saying? That's true. So my point is, um We love you. The love criminalization you. of blacks at that time were crazy. It crazy. went from we went from being um not human again, like I said, to now we're criminals. And the war on drugs was really the war on black people. We have proof of that. Yeah. You know, we got the recording. Yeah. Go go ahead and listen to thirteenth. They play mm-hmm. that recording for you where we hear the guy say was it reagan or one of his uh was somebody reaganomics. working with him that's definitely reaganomics new yeah. gains uh Ginkrich, whatever his name is he was on that on that 13th project a high level politician in that same era the it, point of crazy. the matter is it was a real strategy yes that our country came up with to continue to suppress black people yes. this this wasn't 75 years ago no this was in the last 50 years yeah shoot 40 years last 40 last 30 even 80s you were born in 87 87. so with that being said um, i'm an 80s baby (laughs) y'all i can't with that being said we have experienced um a lot a lot a lot of narratives and the narrative has only evolved and that has been perpetuated by, you know, very, you know, from media to government. Also, you'll notice in the 90s, that's when even in movies, we were being depicted as gangsters or yeah. slaves. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hardly ever in between. No. It wasn't until the early 2000s when you started to see actually romance where where you could see that black people actually have love in their hearts. <laughs> yeah. The, the, you know what I mean? The the fullness of humanity of that you can love somebody, that you can be right. Um a person who has deep thought. Right. Yeah, it, yeah we became human almost right. in nineties uh nineties movies finally. Yeah. Late nineties too is when it really, really popped really. off. And you saw some here and there before then, but it was yeah. a rare thing. Yeah. Family matters. Family Matters, like the Cosby's. The Cosby's. You see those shows stick out because they actually show black people as humans. Right. Not Very just gangsters. A hundred percent. And so it's important that we we realize that Americans, hello, American friends, yes. you have been sold a narrative. And even if you're not in this country, you're likely seeing this narrative. And when oh, you came absolutely. here, you probably were like, oh, I thought black people were all this oh, yes. because this is the way America has chose to depict right. black people in the media as right. well as in politics. And oh, even on the, you know, the nightly news, yeah. that's what you're seeing. And also, I, I want to speak to this because I actually had this conversation with a, with a person I actually respect um, who's a conservative brother. But he um, he had this conversation with me face to face. And I always appreciate that. And uh, he he was talking to me about how black people have been depicted. And he was saying that, that like, that's what you guys chose to be depicted. I was like, no, sir. <laughs> no, sir. You can look you can look 
into the music you know people talk about 90s hip-hop is so is gangster rap i'm like but but there were white producers <laughs> so it fit the same narrative it was it was just done in a different industry you look at the movies white producers there's not until you come up into a war into 2018 when black panther came out when you look at an all black cast all black producers all black director and you see the excellence and the beauty of what black people decide to make to celebrate themselves hmm. that is a unique moment that movie that movie was powerful on many levels but on, that is one of the levels it shifted culture it shifted culture because it was black people writing a story for black people uh casting black people to show their power right that's unique yep in the 90s we didn't get that in the 80s we didn't get that in the 70s we didn't get that right you had a brother like Sidney Poitier out there representing all of black culture by himself right it's not until 2018 until you get a Chaswick Bowman and you get a bunch of other brothers and sisters who who decide to show off their beauty Mm-hmm. and, and when, who get the opportunity to right on a massive scale with a massive budget mm-hmm. with a big superpower behind them still of a majority white uh marvel mm-hmm. and stan lee created the character obviously with another brother white um shouts out to stan lee legendary stan lee but like still that's unique that you have an all-black cast all-black producers all-black direct i mean director like for them to showcase themselves is something unique and that's and that's powerful and that's what you saw and it wasn't available yes it wasn't available until these last while our our mamas couldn't do that our grandmamas couldn't do that right we had to we are the first generation to get to actually do that right and i think about somebody like viola davis who She is so involved as an actress, but she talks about even how much she was paid compared to, you know, you know, you would think she's Oscar winning uh, Emmy. Mm. I think she has almost all of the different awards. She even has a Tony. She's excellent. And she talked about how she won't get paid what sister so-and-so would get paid, even though she has more accolades. Mm -hmm. She has more mm-hmm. um, awards and mm-hmm. winnings mm-hmm. to her career. Mm-hmm. And things like this are still, it's in the undertones of yes. American society. Yes. It's not, it's not the, you know, the super racist thing that happens. It's the, oh, we're going to pay her half. Yes. Because I think that's what she's worth. Yeah. Not even realizing in your psyche, right. you are believing that this woman is worth less yes. because of the color of her skin. Right. Yeah, or you'll have a person like Will Smith, mm-hmm. who maybe he he got he got paid, from what I hear. I mean, he's been said, paid for he's sure. He's been paid, but but guess what type of roles he always plays? The funny guy or the action hero? Again, no emotional depth. Well, he had his era, babe. He had pursuit of happiness. He had that was in the two thousands, though. You look at Independence Day. I am Robot. Wild Wild West. Fresh Prince of Bel Air. He is. There's. There's not a ton. And I mean, Fresh Prince of Bel Air ahead of his time. Showcased a a little bit of black depth. You know, you had some different type of uh, episodes, but majority a a big comedy. Mm-hmm. Big. I know, big but show. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Um, when he did go that route, I don't know if they got the sales they wanted because exactly. he did. I don't know if you watched Seven exactly. Pounds. Yeah, I remember that was that. a lot of depth. Very but there so. was not a lot of black. That wasn't a black. You know, that's another no, thing that's, about that's Will is he's often played. I mm-hmm. think of what's that funny movie he had. Um, Which one? There's a funny movie with a white guy dancing crazy and he's like in love with this one girl oh hitch hitch that wasn't black black movie that was that was a white comedy (laughs) with a black man in it starring yeah with with a with a multi-million dollar superstar of will smith right and i'm saying like will has played a lot of those roles but he hasn't actually done you know since i would say it's been a long time since I've seen him in a cultural piece. No, uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah. 
And Denzel in the same way. I mean, Glory. Denzel, Denzel's played some cultural pieces. Now you could give 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 he, Denzel. He, he's dude. better than Will Smith, but like, there's a lot of there's a lot of Denzel's movies that are just big movies. True, but he's also play. He played Malcolm X. Yes, he did. Now give Denzel his credit. Yeah, he he played um he played John Q. John Q. Which I felt even though it was that was still a black piece, even though it wasn't, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um I think it, it showcased a very strong black man in a, a black male role for sure. Yeah, yeah, that moved that moved us, I think, as a people forward. Yeah, we rabbit trailing. A father, now. Seeing a father go to that limit and even then i mean he had to take over things and wasn't the best situation yeah yeah yeah. we rabbit trail that was a big (laughs) that was a rabbit trail all through the movies but i mean if you think about it in your own time take the time to think about the narratives that you have been exposed to as an american whether you're white or black what is what is american taught you about you even if you're black it's like if you look if you look at the movies what have you learned about yourself? Oh what is God. America trying to tell you? What are what is the media and the and the movies and the music speaking to you? I specifically say this to my black brothers, babe. It ain't time to say we trying to but wrap I up. I know, I know, but but specifically to my black brothers, go through that, go through that journey because masculinity has been contorted and distorted over the history um, of America and the history of media and entertainment in America. That's true. And black men has definitely been used to perpetuate different narratives that are not true about black men Mm. specifically. Um, So, yeah, we love y'all. We need to get out of here. We we running late. We got stuff to do. But again, thank y'all so much for listening to our podcast. We so so enjoy doing this for you guys and with you as family. Mm -hmm. Um, Be sure that you do us a huge favor. Please rate the podcast and leave a review Mm -hmm. we would love we're getting to the end so you've been listening for a while now you can you can leave a review now yes yes a good and make sure you leave a good review detail tell us tell us 150 words oh my god not a hundred essays (laughs) talk to the people tell them why yeah we love you guys we hope you have a wonderful rest of your day again thank you so much for listening love y'all